Welcome to Kafaru Cast. It's Friday morning, which means, um, well, most of us don't have to work tomorrow, which is good. I'm on my third attempt at this podcast this morning, uh, trying to do one on uh, arrow tuning, bow setup, uh, broadhead arrow weight, uh, that kind of thing. And I'm just not happy with the first two or three tries here as far as trying to keep it as simple as possible. I'm going to give it a go again, though. Um, on the last few Q&As I've done, uh, I have had an overwhelming amount of questions about tuning, um, both stick bow and compound. They're kind of, they, they kind of both jive. They're both the, kind of the same thing as far as arrow tuning goes, um, you know, as far as adding point weight, taking away. We've talked about this before, but I'm going to try and cover as many things as possible um, and keep it as simple as possible. You'll probably be drinking through a fire hose a little bit, but... Hopefully I don't make it too, too terribly confusing. Um, you know, out, out of the gate, um, you know, you want to make sure when you have your uh, compound recurve, you know, it's set up correctly. You're not going to be able to tune worth a shit if, um, you know, your bow isn't right out of the gate. And when I say right, if it's compound, um, your cams are in sync, uh, your just small examples, but you're, you're 90 degrees off your string or slightly above, you know, depending, um, on a compound that you are, uh, with, with a stick bow, three fingers under, you're roughly nine sixteenths, five eighths above, uh, knock high and, uh, you know, less than that, uh, depending on split finger, uh, and those things can be adjusted as needed. Um, but you got to get basically you got to get your bow and everything set up correctly and then you got to have pretty good form um if you don't have good form uh with either weapon of choice it's going to be hard to tune it's going to be very hard to bear shaft tune um so anyway make sure and get all those things set up i'm not going to go into that um i'm going to talk about the arrow and getting the arrow tuned to the bow um you know uh, again uh you're only going to be able to tune to the ability of you, you know to your own shooting shooting ability so whether you're, you're paper tuning or bare shaft tuning, group tuning, um, you know, testing different fletching, uh, you have to keep that in mind. You can't get, have shitty form and, and expect perfection. Um, and that's just how it is. You, you have to really, you know, keep that into, take that into consideration. Uh, same goes the other way. If you're, if you're just not shooting groups as good as you think you should be or are as good as you're holding, uh, you know, a lot of times that can be the tune. So, uh, either way, once you get the bow set up, um, uh, or, or ready to go and, you know, before, after, or in the middle, whatever, before, you know, as far as ordering arrows, um, if you already own arrows a little bit different as far as ordering arrows for a new bow, uh, you're going to kind of want to get a blueprint of what you have in mind for point weight, arrow, total arrow weight, and things of that nature, because that's going to uh, determine what spine you need as well as the poundage of your bow and the draw length. So, if I'm just going to go through me running through a compound and a stick with a compound, a uh, little bit out of the ordinary for me because I shoot higher poundage, but, um, you know, 28 and a half or 29 inch draw length without the D loop is what my bow, uh, generally is depending upon the model and manufacturer. They all, they all do a little bit different on draw length. So it's not like straight across the board, meaning like a Matthews has always been a little long for me. So I'd have to get a 28 and a half where, um, Maybe like a prime or a Hoyt, I was able to do uh, 29 and feel about the same. Just how it's measured, not a big deal. Um, so 29 inches and I'm at 80 pounds and my bow IBOs at 330 feet per second. Doesn't mean that's what it's going to shoot. That's just the IBO speed 
everybody's is figured about the same, so you can, you know, deduct a fairly significant amount off that IBO of what you're actually going to get. So now that I know my draw length, my poundage, my IBO speed, um, I can say, okay, well, I'm going to want to shoot, you know, a 550 grain arrow. That's where I want to end up at with that 80 pounds. Well, how much point weight do I want? All right, well, how much total arrow weight is 550? Now I'm going to need to figure out how much point weight. And, and this goes into also what model of arrow you're going to need to get depending upon the grains per inch. So if I wanted to shoot 125 grain point and a 50 grain insert to get my uh, front of center up a little bit, then all right, I know I've got 175 grains right there. Now I know my arrow is going to be somewhere between 28, 28 and a half, 29, 29 and a half inches long. So I've got a little room to play, and I'll go over that in a minute as far as tuning by cutting down or, or not necessarily adding to, starting long and cutting back on the arrow. Um, so am I going to need a 350, 300, or 250 spine? Now, when you most spine charts are figured out with pretty standard point weight, you know, getting 175 plus up there, the spine charts you read are going to be a little bit off usually. Uh, you can almost always drop down a spine chart from what it actually says, or roughly, um, on, on the different aero manufacturer spine charts. So uh, for me, I'm generally going to need a 250 spine arrow at 80 pounds and 29 inch draw with 175 up front. Um, knowing that, that I need a 250 spine, you know, if you're if you if you're a Black Eagle guy, if you're a uh, Eastern guy, a Gold Tip guy, all right, pick whatever manufacturer, pick them all, and start pulling out 250 spine shafts and look at the data on them. Meaning, you know, obviously how straight they are, whatever you're worried about with that, but the grains per inch. Once you take that grain, figure out the grains per inch, you can do a quick mathematical calculation and say if it's 10.2 grains per inch, then I can multiply that and I'm going to do that on my phone as we're talking to give you an idea of how I do it. So 10.2 GPI, I'm going to multiply that roundabout by 29. That's 295 grains right there. And then I'm going to add 175 because of my brass insert and point weight or whatever insert I'm using. I'm at 470. I'm going to on a compound and that's what I'm talking about with now, uh, right now. I'm going to shoot four fletch normally. So that doesn't mean I'm going to end up with four fletch, but I'm going to try. And, and that, I'll go into that later as far as testing the different fletching. But it's 470. So, oh, I don't know. Figure if I shoot a three-inch fletch, they're probably going to be, I didn't look it up, eight grains per fletch. So that's 32 grains. So now I'm going to add 32. I'm at 502 right there. So I have to worry about the knock and if I want a wrap. So if I want an arrow wrap and I want a longer one, they're usually 12 grains roughly. So now I'm going to add 12 grains, 514. Depending upon if I'm using some type of a bushing or just a standard knock, you know, roughly, not exact numbers, you're going to be somewhere between 9 and 20 some grains per inch. So I usually use a bushing and a knock. Um, so I'm just going to add 20. I'm not pulling that number out of my ass, it's pretty close. So I'm at 534 grains right there. It's pretty close to what I wanted to be at. Um, you know, I'm 16 grains, 15 grains off. I'm 534.8 of 550. Um, and so I probably could live with that because at 550 grains, 
with the setup I talked about. I'm probably going to be 268 to 272. Um, and so now at 534 instead of 550, I'm going to be five feet per second roughly over that. That's kind of how I figure that out as far as what arrow I'm going to shoot before I start to tune bare shaft tune or paper tune to, to get me in the, in the ballpark of where I want to be for arrow weight, point weight. Um, now remember, um, when you're figuring out, like when you're going, when you're trying to figure out speed, um, every 10 grains, uh, that you add to your arrow, you're going to lose roughly two and a half, two to three feet per second. I always figure three, but two and a half, three feet per second. So if I add 30 grains, I'm going to lose nine feet per second in arrow speed. Every pound I go up, uh, in, in bow weight, um, you know, you're kind of figuring the same thing. If I go up one pound, I'm going to gain three feet per second. If I go up three pounds, I'm going to gain nine, roughly. Um, so those are things you can kind of, you know, again, take into consideration. Same thing, deducting, deducting that same way if you take away the weight. Uh, draw length, you know, every, well, I won't get into all that as far as because your draw length's your draw length. So now I know, like what, what I just talked about, I'm at 534 grains. If I want to go with heavier point weight, and this is difficult to do at 80 pounds or a long draw, but if I want to go up in point weight, I'm going to shoot a, need to shoot a lighter G, grains per inch 250 spine arrow, and there's not very many of those out. So I'd need to drop, let's say if I wanted to add 30 grains to the point weight, I'm going to need to drop to 9.2 grains per inch roughly because I want to drop 30 grains off my total arrow weight and then add it, or excuse me, my um, my actual arrow shaft weight and add that 30 to the front end of the arrow um, and hope that that tunes out correctly. You know, if I'm adding 30 grains up front, will a uh, 250 spine be stiff enough? It should be, especially if I have some room to cut it down a little bit. So going into that now, um, as far as the cutting down and adding to, there's many, many podcasts and videos that go over all of this. But if I want to weaken the arrow, meaning make it flex more, I need to shoot a longer arrow or more point weight. You can change a little bit on the back end. Arrow wrap makes the arrow a little bit stiffer, um, you know, but not, not a ton. And so if I need to weaken the arrow, I'm going to have to shoot a longer arrow or add point weight. If I want to stiffen the arrow, I'm going to need to shorten it or take away point weight. For me, generally what I try and do, because I like to shoot a little bit heavier up front, is I'll cut the arrow as short as possible out of the gate if I don't have a pile of broadheads already. And I will mess around with the components or the point weight to get the arrow to tune. So... If I shoot, you know, I've got my, my arrow figured out, my point weight, I got everything put together and I'm around, just pick a weight, 530 to 550 grains. Now I'm going to go shoot it through the paper and I'm going to use a bear shaft to do this. I usually mock that bear shaft up. I'll put an arrow wrap on it to try and simulate. Uh, again, for, for those listening, this is more for, for compound and recurve and I'll go over the recurve stuff later. It's still kind of close. All right. So center shots. Perfect. I got my cams in sync. I've got, I'm, I'm slightly, usually what I do is slightly above 90 degrees off of my arrow. Um, 90 degrees is fine. 
I'm rocking and rolling, and I fire the arrow through the paper. So when you fire that arrow through the paper, uh, a bear shaft, if you have good form, you're going to get, you know, knock high, knock low, right, left, angled, all kinds of different shit, right? So um, you can figure this out one of two ways. You can shoot through the paper um, with that bear shaft and adjust accordingly. So if your arrow comes out of the bow, knock left and it tears left. That means it's weak and it will impact to the right. Um, and I'll go over the impact stuff here in a minute. If it tears knock right, you're too stiff. Um, and that's obviously yoke tuning and everything, leaving that stuff out. Perfect world. So I fire my arrow and it fires slightly stiff, tearing right through the paper. All right, well, what do I need to do? Okay, I can move the arrow rest, which I prefer not to do except for micro tunes, or I can actually tune that arrow to perfect center shot of the bow. The bow is set up, quote unquote, correctly or perfect. I'm trying to get that arrow to fire perfectly out of a perfect setup bow. So I am, I am tuning the arrow to the bow. I'm not moving the, the, the anything on the bow at all. So I'm, if I'm tearing stiff, I'm either going to need to get another arrow and cut it longer. The best idea if you're going to do this is just start long and work down. Cut, cut your arrow little by little. You can cut it off the knock end, not the point end, so that way you're not gluing and ungluing shit. Um, or heating up and gluing shit. Uh, so I can do that, or I can just add point weight uh, if it's too stiff. Depending upon how stiff it's tearing, and, and, and again, in a perfect world, you're both set up correctly, will depend on how much I need to add for point weight. If you're shooting an aluminum insert in a 125 grain point, you've got room for days to work with because you can only go up in point weight from that aluminum insert. And aluminum inserts are kind of shitty components anyway. It's just standard. That's what every manufacturer sends out for the most part. But you can go to brass, stainless steel. There's a lot of different options there. You can add screw-in weights to the back of that aluminum insert. Um, and that's another option. So let's say we go with that option and you got the three-foot-long crazy-ass Allen head or Allen wrench that um, manufacturers sell or supply. You put a 30 grain weight on, on that thing and you screw it into the back of your, um, your insert. Now fire an arrow through with an extra 30 grains and see if it takes that stiffer, stiffness out. I will say you want to fire more than one arrow through the paper. You know, you're, that's not a good test median for, for, you know, if you're, if you're going to start adjusting and cutting down shit, you want to fire a few arrows through, um, if, if at all possible, a lot of guys will shoot all their bear shafts through, um, you know, once they're all tuned up and then and in the knock tune or index tune, I'll go over that in a minute. Um, I need to add a little point weight. So I screw 30 grains into the back of that aluminum insert. I personally wouldn't do that. I would just pull that insert out and I would shoot a 50 grain brass insert, but because they're roughly going to be the same. So whatever you do, now you got your 50 grains up front you've got your 125 grain head. Um, and you're ready to rock and roll. That 30 grains took the stiffness out, and, and you're good. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, which is a little bit more difficult to deal with sometimes, is you tear left and you tear weak. And so you can only cut your arrow down so far. Um, obviously, it's going to hit the arrow rest. You've got room to work with there until you get close to the arrow rest. Um, 
where guys will get in trouble in hunting situations is if you start dropping point weight and you start it off with a 12 grain insert and a 100 grain point, you know, I'm not a huge fan of extreme front of center, but a good point weight is important. Now you're dropping to an 85 grain point. You're really going to be, you know, up shit creek without a paddle and wind situations that that setup's not going to buck the wind. You want that point weight on there. Um, and that means you're probably going to have to either lower bow poundage, which most people don't want to do that. You're going to have to get a stiffer spined arrow uh, and then go from there so it's not tearing weak. Um, and so if you're shooting a 350 spine at uh, whatever, I don't know, 28 and a half inches, and it's tearing weak, you should, depending on how weak it's going to tear, it's tearing, you should be able to get a 300 spine and have about the same setup and that 300 spine dropping down that one spine chart should straighten that arrow out and uh, and not be tearing weak anymore. Now, there's a, a lot more to it than that. Sometimes you're going to need to yoke tune your bow. Um, and what that may, means is, oh, with Hoyts, I had a bad issue with needing to put left twists or twists, excuse me, twists to shorten up my left yoke to give me cam lean. And what that cam lean does is takes out that erratic flight or how your string's firing or your cam's firing and the way it's pushing that arrow out of the bow. Um, I'm not going to go any more detail than that, but that yoke makes one limb kind of go lower than the other, the other limb go higher, and then the cam's leaning a bit. Um, most bows, you're going to need cam lean on them. Not all of them, but most are going to have some cam lean. And so that's fairly normal, but if you put too many twists in one yoke or the other, it will derail. So you have to be careful with that. You don't want to just start fucking around with this and blow your bow up trying to tune. You want to get a decent idea of what you're doing before you go too, too crazy. So, um, again, this is all in a perfect world, like I said, that you have the ability to cut the arrows down, that you have the option of adding point weight or adding weight to the insert you know, to stiffen or weaken the arrow. Now, you know, with a, with a stick bow, when you're doing this, um, uh, as well as a compound, you know, you get knock high and low tears, you can move um, your knock point up and down within reason. You don't want to go too crazy, right? You only want little bits of movement as far as that goes, because if for whatever reason you're shooting, you know, on a compound, if you're having to shoot three-eighths of an inch hot knock high, um, or knock low or whatever. There's going to be some contact issues going on there. There's going to be some other problems, um, you know, with your setup that are, are, are not going to be able to be fixed with the knock. Uh, the, the shooting knock high, uh, because of contact is a, is a good, is a very good example. Now, um, with, um, you know, the, all these, kind of different variables as far as you've got yoke tuning and point weight and arrow length and, and then your arrow rest setup and you're not getting contact or you're getting contact. All of those things can be trouble shot pretty easy. So now if you didn't want to shoot through paper, for example, um, or you don't have the ability to shoot through paper and you just want to shoot a bare shaft. And again, your, your center shot's not out of whack and, and your knock height's good and you go 20 yards and you fire three arrows with fletches on them. And then you fire a couple arrows bear shaft. If that arrow impacts to the right, the bear shaft impacts to the right of your fletched arrows, that means it's coming out of the bow weak. And if you think about it, 
use your pencil and uh, pretend it's tearing left, coming out weak. And so that puts the point to the right. And as it flies down range, it's already traveling knock with the knock to the left, point to the right, which is why or how it ends up impacting to the right of your group, a weak tearing arrow uh, or a weak spined arrow. It's exact opposite. If it's heading to the left, it's tearing stiff out of the bow. This is another way to, to tune. Um, this is group, this is bear shaft tuning. Um, sh by shooting groups. So again, contact that can have issues. You know, this can be variables in this and everything else, but in a perfect world, the bow is set up correctly. There's no contact. So if I fling an arrow down and it's close at 20, uh, a bear shaft, uh, and I have good form, you know, you can't do this shit with bad form. Um, you're not going to get a good group and it's close. I'm generally going to walk away. I'm not, you know, when I say close, meaning if I'm hitting a Copenhagen lid with my group with bear shaft and fletched arrows, no problem. I'm going to walk away from that. That's a good group. You know, you, you can only expect so much with a, a pointy long projectile and no fletches on the end of it. But if I'm tearing, if I'm hitting like a foot right with a bear shaft, more than most likely your broadhead is going to hit over there too. And so, the common thing for a lot of people to do, and I totally get it, and sometimes you can fix it, is move your arrow rest one way or another. Um, so, you know, meaning if you're tearing uh, weak or, or, you know, stiff, you're going to move your arrow rest right or left to compensate for that. You can do that, but you, I guarantee, no, I don't say guarantee, I'm close to guarantee you're not going to get fixed blade broadheads, for example, to tune at... 60, 70, 80, 90 yards by doing this, you really need to micro tune that specific arrow to your bow to get like the most optimal performance in grouping out of fixed blades and bear shaft, or excuse me, fixed blades and mechanicals. Now, once you get all of that kind of dialed in, so we'll kind of go over everything one more time. Uh, if, if you add arrow length, it weakens the arrow. If you add point weight, it weakens the arrow. If you short the, shorten the arrow, it stiffens it. Take away point weight, it stiffens it. Exact opposite on the back end of the arrow. If you add weight to the back of the arrow, it stiffens it. If you take it away, it weakens it. Now, the reason why, as far as that goes, somebody asked me, if you can imagine, if you've got a bunch of point weight in the front of the arrow, when the bow fires and the string pushes against the knock, when that arrow, that weight is in the front of the arrow, it's kind of a stopping force, which makes the middle of that arrow flex. If, the, if that weight's in the back, it's helping take some of that oh, force uh, from the string firing from the back end of the arrow before it even transfers to the rest of the arrow. It's just not as critical on the back end as it, in the, as it is in the front. Um, so let's say we've got our, our shit dialed, all right? We've... We're firing bear shafts clean at 20. We're tearing good. Everything's dialed in. Now we're going to want to, and I'm, I'm going through this the way that I do it because I do bear shafts through paper and this is with a compound or traditional bow. I do bear shafts through paper and I bear shaft group tune um, at 20 yards and at 40. So once all of that is taken care of, we've got our point figured out, our point weight, our components figured out. Now we're going to start breaking things down even smaller, and that's when you start talking about um, micro-tuning or group tuning with different fletchings um, in accordance with what, you know, usually for, for me, it's either, you know, for, for 
what specific tournament might be coming up. That is not for me. I don't shoot tournaments really anymore. But meaning, if I'm shooting a field tournament or a 3D tournament, there's going to be different fletchings that might be more applicable to that specific thing than another. But as far as for broadheads, which is what I cater to for hunters, um, you are going to want to potentially shoot or group with multiple different types of fletching combinations to find out what is the most optimal, especially with what specific broadhead you're using. So what I mean by that is you've got, let's say, three three-inch offset um, fletchings on one s- setup you have. So offset meaning it's a straight fletch but angled on the arrow. And then I have another set of arrows, and I fletch up three, and they are offset and helical. So they also have, not only are they angled on the arrow, they're also curved. And then I'm going to do a four-fletch setup with offset, um, straight offset, a four-fletch setup with offset helical, all these different combinations. And once I do that, I'm going to group tune with those at different distances to see which groups better. And it may be that one recovers faster than another, one setup, one bow just might like one setup better than another. You have to be able to shoot to, to figure that out. But what I do is if I have one setup with, you know, offset three inch, three fletch, that specific arrow setup is going to be code red. Okay. That's a, that's the red group. The next one, if it's four inch offset, or excuse me, three inch, four fletch offset, that'll be the blue group. And anyway, so when I fire these arrows and I go down, I circle where the arrow is impacted with a Sharpie, whether it be the red, the blue group, the black group. Once all that's done, and I've done it especially at 80 yards on a non-windy day or 40 or 50 or whatever you're most comfortable with, one of those specific setups is going to be when I draw an entire circle around the group, generally it's going to be smaller than the other ones. That's usually the one I pick. Um... And that's the same thing once I get that done and I have picked it, you know, I screw on a broadhead and I'll make sure and fire broadheads and field tips and everything else with that same setup. I've never had it not work to where I chose that specific setup after doing my group tuning thing. Now, another thing that you can do is put strips of tape vertical and horizontal up and you can shoot at those meaning you're kind of taking half of your brain out of the equation. You're shooting the horizontal line first and the vertical line after that. Um, so when you're shooting the horizontal line, you're, you're setting your pin height up. So I've got a horizontal line the size of a piece of electrical tape is fair at 20. Obviously, you want to hit that every time. Um, I'm going to have electrical tape at 30. I'm going to start moving into maybe something at 40 and 50 uh, that might be an inch to an inch and a half tall and maybe duct tape at 50 or 60, 70 and 80. Um, and obviously my my left and right is going to be close to do this. But to, when I'm talking micro adjust your bow, I'm going to start shooting those horizontal lines to adjust my pin heights for each distance. Once I do that. Now I'm going to start shooting that vertical line from 20 out to 80, and that's going to adjust my left and right. But that's also going to tell me, especially if I use a level to put the tape up, it's going to tell me if my second and third access are all effed up, Uh, which I'm not going to go into that right now, but that's also going to tell me if I haven't adjusted it correctly that it's wrong, or it's going to tell me it's wrong and like, holy shit, I need to go get my second and third access adjusted because... As you aim up or downhill, you're going to start shooting out the right side or the left side. 
as all as this is being figured out, um, you know, obviously you, you are going to have a real good idea um, as time goes on, meaning, um, explain this. If you have the course of 10 years setting up different bows and different arrows, different point weights, you're probably going to just come to a conclusion that I like shooting four fletch. I like shooting 175 to 200 grains total up front. I like shooting a little bit stiffer spine arrow. It's easier. I get away with more, you know, whatever. I just kind of recited what I like. Um, and you probably won't need to tune as much. But what you'll find out initially is you really start diving down the rabbit hole of, of, of micro tuning and tuning is you may have been shooting the standard, I'm going to call it the Bass Pro Shop, Rage in the Cage, 100 grain up front, 12 grain insert, 350 spine, you know, whatever the hell, 8.2 grains per inch, blazer veins in the back, walk in, cut them down, they walk you out, you go out, you start shooting, and that's that's what you got, that's what you've been shooting, it works for you. What you're going to find out is there's going to be a beacon of light that shines on you one day, whether it's because you're hanging out with a buddy or he's got some arrows, or you came into some money and you're able to really dial things in that, holy shit, there is a huge difference between, you know, pick one, blazer veins and, and uh, AAE stealths or 100 grains up front with a 12 grain insert up to 175, and it's going to be one of those setups more forgiving. Um I don't find that extreme front of center ever is more forgiving. It's harder to tune. There's a lot of flex in the arrow. You know, so for me, I always suggest for for compound guys, you know, if you're worried about front of center and you're actually checking that shit, which I generally don't. I, well, I do now because I have to. You know, somewhere in that 11 to 13, you're going to be just fine. Um, 11 to 13% front of center. I never checked it when I was younger, but I always, you know, that's about where I ended up just recalling my setups up to about 15 15 you're starting to push it where it's going to be really hard to tune you're probably going to be logging logs down speed's going to go to shit um you know so within reason 11 to 13 is in pretty good shape 15 might start to be your maximum with the compound now there's probably efoc guys that are going to listen to this they're going to be throwing shit at their microphones ripping their headphones off and and professing their faith in extreme front of center you don't when all that was screwed around with with the Ashby report, which I totally get, technology was not where it's at today with the bows. Um, I'm not against front of center or extreme front of center. I make crack jokes about it. What I try to relay to people is you don't need that as much with how much these bows are kicking out. Um, they're just amazing, the new, the new bows nowadays. So if you were shooting lob and logs and your bow could only shoot 220, you're going to have to compensate with arrow weight to get some penetration. But if you still have good arrow weight and good speed, you know, 260, 70, 80, 290, whatever your speed is, you just don't need that crazy-ass extreme front of center um, or the pain in the butt that it can give you. If you want that, by all means, rub some funk on it. Run extreme front of center. I am no one to tell you any different. I'm just trying to help guys out listening in. And if a new guy that doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground walks into a pro shop and tells a guy that's been working there for 20 years that, hey, I want to shoot 300 grains up front on my compound, that guy is probably going to laugh at, laugh at him and say, why the fuck do you want to do that? That makes no sense for good reason. If that's what the guy wants and he has that experience, he doesn't need to be going into a pro shop for help. He already knows what he's doing. If it's a newer guy 
It's going to be more difficult to tune with all that point weight. You know, it's kind of a bitch. The spine chart's jacked up. It doesn't really make sense as far as you're not going to be able to, you know, follow it. So for a new guy shooting 28, 29-inch draw, 70 pounds, that 175 up front, 150 up front is a good starting point for him to start to write his own book on what he wants. He might find out later he wants to go extreme FOC. But again, for what we're talking about with general tuning, micro tuning, bow setup, you know, 11 to 13 is pretty good for a compound guy. Um, for a stick bow guy, I usually suggest 16 to 18. You know, if a guy wants to run way more than that, that's fine. You know, arrow weight is important. Um, so, you know, for me, 550 to 600 grains, 650 grains for a stick bow. Um, you know, you're looking at 450 to 500 with a compound. You know, there's a lot of different variables as far as broadheads, cut on contact, compound or guys shooting mechanicals. You know, a stick bow is probably going to outpenetrate almost any compound you see. A stick bow like mine is going to outpenetrate any compound you see damn near on TV today. Most of those guys are shooting 65 pounds with 380 to 420 grain arrows. They're shooting a rage in the cage or some big ass mechanical, which I understand. You know, I'm shooting a 600 right now and 38 grain arrow. I've got 300 grains up front with a cut on contact broadhead. I'm probably going to outpenetrate them at a whopping 175 feet per second. That's just momentum is important. Um, and that's really momentum kills. I get the idea of speed and everything else if you misjudge, but your bow is also going to be quieter the heavier you make that arrow. So um, let me see if I think of a few different things that people have asked. Okay, um, if you have, you know, the common question, can I just add point weight? Hopefully everything I just described explains if I want to add point, I want to add weight to my arrow, can I just screw point weight on? You cannot. You're going to have to go down a spine. Um, if your arrow's tuned at that time, you know, there's no way you're going to be able to just start screwing in point weight and that arrow to fly the same. It's going to weaken it up. So you're probably going to have to get a stiffer spined arrow. Um, the fletching thing. I like four fletch. I shot straight offset. So straight clamp offset four fletch with a compound. I shoot four, four fletch, right? Four inch, four fletch right now. They're AAE trad veins and I shoot offset and helical as much as I can get on those. Um, now, with a compound, when you're starting, you get everything tuned, everything's money, and you're like, man, at 40 and 50, everything's fine, mechanicals and broadheads. I'm really starting to drop out the bottom and shoot low with my fixed blade heads at 60. Should I adjust my arrow rest up, which is kind of, you know, at 20, if your broadheads are hitting low, you, you, you know, you're going to want to actually move your arrow rest up. It's not that. It's generally... If ever, you know, with everything in a perfect world, it's wind drag. You can't beat wind drag. Um, that's just how it is. The larger fixed blade is going to drag a hell of a lot more than a smaller mechanical or a smaller fixed blade. And so just keep it in your pants and shoot inside of 50 yards with a fixed blade head. Now, another thing I will say is if you get above 280 feet per second, general number, it is difficult as shit to get a fixed blade broadhead to tune. Not impossible, but difficult. So that I always use 280. That's where I wanted to be between 265 and 80 for speed. When you have that type of speed, your bow is generally quiet because your arrow is heavy, and that makes a huge difference as well. Um, meaning, you know, everybody says speed kills. 
really a quiet bow kills and accurate bow kills speed just helps a little bit i'm not a big speed freak i know gillingham and some other guys talk about it but i'm not saying go too crazy i'm just saying have a happy medium have an accurate bow have a quiet bow and that's going to get you a lot farther um you know with a good weighted arrow than it is to try to go like extreme front of center and, and run down that rabbit hole um well i think um you know, I've only been 35 minutes, 40 minutes talking about this. That kind of covers the majority of stuff I got asked about. Um, I'm going to go into some minimum, you know, arrow weights because I get that a lot. Um, you know, and I haven't hunted Cape Buffalo or anything like that. So this is for like whitetail, mule deer, elk. Um, you know, roughly if you, um, I, I, I generally say 450 grains for an elk with an average setup is about where I want to be. You can go higher than that. And, uh, and a lot of times... If a guy wants to, I am all for that. Get up in that five to 550 grain range. But uh, a 450 grain arrow with a cut on contact broadhead is not going to have any issue on elk. With a mechanical, if you start clipping some important stuff, you may have some penetration issues. But for the most part, even with a mechanical, 450 grains is going to work on an elk, you know, doing, doing 265 to 280 plus feet per second. Um, you know, if you, if you suffer from, um, you know, being vertically challenged, you got a 26 and a half, 27 inch draw. Um, you know, you're probably not going to want to be flinging a 410 grain, 420 grain arrow, uh, at a lower speed at an elk, unless you shift over and shoot a cut on contact, uh, fixed blade head. That's a little bit smaller, um, you know, as far as, you know, piercing through, um, you know, when you get to where you're shooting 75 to 80 pounds with a 29-inch draw length, pretty much get away. I mean, you know, shoot, I would say shoot 500, 550 grains. You, you know, you're, you're going to have good luck with uh, anything because that's a fairly lethal setup. You, know, you can blow through just about anything. Um, you know, the mechanical fixed blade thing, I get a tons of questions about that. If you're worried about penetration issues, shoot a fixed blade broadhead. You know, a good one. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have an issue. Shoot a, an Iron Will, a Valkyrie, a what, you know, whatever, a VPA, a good quality, good steel, sharp broadhead, um, and you won't have issue. If you're wanting to shoot a mechanical, um, you know, and, and because of tuning issues or whatever else, I get it. Everyone's been there. If you can't get your bow to tune, you just gotta screw on a mechanical. Um, just make sure you got enough ass behind that arrow. You know, if it's a white tail, 425, 450 grains, totally no problem with a mechanical from what I've seen. Um, you know, and it'll zip right through for the most part, um, you know, with that kind of setup. But, um, you know, what, what can happen is a little bit lower poundage, a little bit lighter arrow, super wide broadhead. It just sucks momentum. And then you're, then you're up shit creek without a paddle. Uh, you're only getting one hole. You're wanting two. You want to pierce that thoracic cavity and, um, you know, if you're back a little bit and you're hitting the grass basket, a wider cut is going to be a whole lot easier to deal with than a real narrow cut going into the stomach. So all things to think about. Um, but I, I would not overcomplicate this too much. Um, you know, make sure that your shooting ability is, is on par. If that shooting ability is on par and you can start to micro tune, you know, that's where a lot of this stuff comes into play. Um, and, and does make a big, big difference. But, um, I'm sure I left a ton of stuff out and I forgot things and, and whatever else. It's early. I haven't had enough coffee. But um, once we post this up, for those of you that do listen, we throw it on the Instagram page. Uh, by all means, fire away with more questions. I'll answer as much as I can on there. And if 
um, you know, it seems like we need to do a little podcast. Maybe I'll get um, uh, Gillingham or Levi or Dudley on here or something, and we can go into a little bit more depth tuning video um, since I probably forgot a bunch of stuff. But uh, either way, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Hopefully this helped a little bit, and uh, see you on the next episode.